You're listening to the Tipsy Nerds Book Club Podcast, your home for the best of science fiction and fantasy with a twist. Whether you prefer your stories with dragons or aliens, your beverages shaken or stirred, fill your glass, relax, and join the conversation with your hosts, sci-fi and fantasy authors and proud tipsy nerds, Natalie Wright and R.S. Dabney. Welcome, tipsy nerds, movie lovers, free citizens of planet Earth. To the Tipsy Nerds Book Club. This is a special episode. We are going to today talk about the movie Independence Day from 1996, starring Will Smith, Jeff Goldblum, and Harry Connick Jr. With me, as always, is my co-host, my pal, Robin Dabney. Hi, Robin. Hi, Natalie. How are you today? I'm doing very excellent. We've had the great pleasure of sharing each other's company for about the past day. That's always fun. Tipsy Nerds hanging out. It is. We, we really haven't accomplished much, but it's been no. a lot of fun. <laughs> no. And in fact, our next guest is probably going to be a little bit pissy with us. Yeah. We've been drinking and eating far too much and not doing our work because we are very pleased to have as our special guest, Shannon Orso. She is the CEO and owner of Victress Literary, and she happens to be our literary agent. So welcome, Shannon. Yay! Yay. Thank <laughs> you for having me. How are you guys today? Fantastic. We're, we're doing fantastic. And yeah, we should, we're naughty, naughty writers. We should have been writing in. Yeah, I, both of you are grounded. Yeah. <laughs> we, uh, we were watching Independence Day, so yes, we yes, have we a good were. excuse. Yes, I, we were. Yeah, I did that last night. Good. <laughs> yeah. So this is our special July 4th Independence Day in America episode. If you're not in America, well, I don't know, just happy day? I don't know. Well, like, the movie took place all over the world, right? It was the Independence yeah. Day of the world. So mm-hmm. I think... This movie bridges the gap between the American Revolution and Russia. <laughs> I mean, there were Russians in it, right? Nice stretch. Iran, it was really... Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's an older movie, you know, 1996. And so, you know, it was... We've all seen it before, right? This mm-hmm. wasn't your first time watching yeah. it. I don't know. My, this is like... So I have to do a little shot up and, you know, like, dedicate the show to my husband this is like his all-time favorite movie and you know how people watch like it's a wonderful life at christmas time and stuff like that so our tradition (laughs) my husband forces us to watch this movie and my daughter's like so over it she's been over it since she was like three really yeah like why i don't think she's ever really caught on to the love of independence day but i've probably seen it i don't know so overall real quick while we start this initial thoughts i still like it yeah i love it it could be four minutes left on TV, and I would watch the last four minutes. Every time. Every yeah. time. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. So, it, yeah, it really stands like the test of time as a story, I think. You know, the, the effects, like we were noticing, Robin and I watched it together this morning before we recorded this, and, you know, some of the effects are pretty bad now. You look at it, it's like, okay. Yeah. Like the first moonshot, I'm like, seriously? <laughs> that looks like someone, like my kid did that in her, you know, like got in the desert, yeah. yeah, right. But but the story's good. I really liked so uh, with the effects going into it. I really liked the initial shot because for the first I don't know how forty five minutes of the movie you don't even see the ships you just see yeah. fire in the sky and then they're in New York and it comes out over like through the fire over the Brooklyn Bridge and you have the twin towers in the background and I was like. Now this wouldn't necessarily be good, but it mm-hmm. was really I feel like epic cinematography at right. the time. Right. So. I mean, I can go with it. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, you know, I think it's the story. Something I was really noticing is just how 
you know, it starts with all these little pieces. And we were counting, and Will Smith actually doesn't come in. He's, like, the main character. He's not even on screen until, like, minute 20-something. 2051. Yeah. And I noticed that when I was watching it last night. Yeah, and it's funny because, you know, it's, you've seen it a million times, and you just assume he's in faster than that, but he's not. But they're, you know, pulling in all these threads of all these different people mm-hmm. and building, like, your interest in the whole thing. Yeah. One of the things that we were talking about before recording this is how, for 1996, they did a good job of bringing in, like, I mean, semi-diverse cast of characters, but at least from, like, a different places in life. Like in one of the scenes you have Jasmine, who's played by Vivica A. Fox. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's saving people in LA driving this truck. And what did you say? There was like a hot dog vendor in there and a, I don't yeah, know, a, like a taxi. Man. Yeah. yeah, the first lady of the United States. And so right. it's like they, right. they really had heroes at every level of humanity. And I liked that. Yeah, I like that juxtaposition of the stripper mm-hmm. saving the first lady. Right. And that was good. How, you know... And how she mentioned that she voted for the other guy. Yeah. Yeah. We liked yeah. that. Yeah, we liked it. Yeah. Definitely. And I, you normally, Natalie, you know, we just talked about this in our last or second to last episode, how we're like so over that every woman character is a prostitute or a stripper or whatever. But right. I feel like this was done really well because yeah. she was like, it, she it was, she could have easily been a throwaway character. Yeah. But they did a lot with her. So you cared about her relationship with Steve. And right. even then, when she saves the first lady, and the, she's like, "Are you? What do you do?" And she's like, "I'm a dancer." And she's like, "Oh, a ballet dancer? No, a stripper." And the first lady says, "I'm sorry." And she says, "Don't be. I feed my kid, and I like it's a good job." And it's like yeah. she just had so much agency in that moment. I like if you make somebody a stripper or a prostitute, and you still make them like powerful and strong, mm-hmm. like so cool. Right? She's the one that like gets in that big truck and is plowing through like turned up cars and stuff right. and getting those people to safety or trying to get them to safety. So yeah, mm-hmm. she's really powerful. The other thing on that is she's not the only female character either. Mm-hmm. You know, so no. some, one of our pieces in so many books, it's like the only female characters in the story are hoes and whatever. Secretaries. Secretaries. <laughs> so there, there's a range of like women. a chief of staff. That's a woman and mm-hmm. and a little girl. <laughs> Yeah. A child. Yeah. <laughs> so cute. Yeah. So so am I the only one of the three of us that cries every fucking time that the president's wife dies and uh-huh. he holds his daughter's in her little hand, uh-huh. touches his. I like I so I was crying. Did you cry? I didn't cry at that part, but I, I cry every single time during President Whitmore's speech. Like when he's yes. like people of the world like this is just or whatever. I'm gonna butcher it. I should have written this down. When he says, like, this is our Independence Day and we're fighting for from annihilation or whatever. Right. And I'm just like, oh, the world. I like, know. <laughs> I know. I've seen that movie so many times, but I still cry like a little baby bitch. At that speech? At that speech. Yes. Yeah. I yeah. use that speech in parts of my book uh, right. when I was trying to model my president's speeches in, yeah. in my first trilogy. I was inspired <laughs> by this <laughs> president's speech in Independence Day. It's yeah, so my series half, uh, you know, origins is about the whole thing is about aliens invading our world, and I would say definitely Independence Day was a huge influence on on my thinking about aliens, and it's you know in conversation with that, like how it really be. But in my book, that people don't pull together <laughs> like they do in this story. I mean, this was the nineties. Yeah, we were more idealistic, maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe uh, maybe in the 2000s we're a little more cynical. Maybe. But you know, in The Martian they do, which I think mm-hmm. is what some of the things people loved about the movie. So so I know that we talked about this, like that's one of the things you really like about the movie, right? Is mm-hmm. that you see 
humanity pulling together to fight for a common cause. That's my, yeah, that's my sweet spot. Like if there's a movie where everyone in the world is like, let's hold hands and sing Kumbaya, I'm like, yes. Your council of friends. My council of friends, yeah. Yeah. So, okay, so (laughs) we'll start with you, Shannon. Who's your favorite character in the movie? Probably equally Jeff Goldblum and his dad. (gasps) What was his, David? David and his dad. Yes. I love those two. Yes. I was going to say the dad. Such good (laughs) chemistry there. Yeah. I could watch them all day. And Judd Hirsch is just so perfect. And the mm-hmm. writing wasn't even too, I mean, it was kind of cheesy, but it was like really believable. Yeah, I love their banter. Yeah. yeah, they totally yeah. sound like mm-hmm. a, a child, parent child yeah. situation. Yeah. yeah. And it's all done so well, so sweet. Like showing them playing chess together in the park. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it's very believable. And it's just a normal day. I'm glad the dad didn't die. Yeah, me too. He's in the second movie, too. Yeah. We're not, we've seen it. Right. Shannon watched it. Natalie and I haven't watched it recently. And right. Shannon informed us, which something we had already known, that it's really, we're going to just focus on the first movie yeah. <laughs> for this podcast. Yeah. I'm just going to pretend like the second one did, did not happen because it was, there's nothing we would recommend it. Yeah. Yeah. But the first movie, yeah. So, you know, what makes it so lovable? Like, well, what are, what are your favorite characters? Uh, Jeff Goldblum's dad, <laughs> like hands down. But also, I really love the chemistry between Jeff Goldblum and Will Smith. Yeah. Uh, what is that? David and Steve. Yeah. I could do another Will Smith, Jeff Goldblum movie yeah. because mm-hmm. they had good chemistry too. You know, obviously the little kid who was in Little Rascals, uh, yeah. Vivica Fox, Jasmine's son. It's like the cutest little kid I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, so just so by cute. default, I liked him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think. D- the dad. Yeah. 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 I like Jeff Goldblum and, well, Stephen and uh, David. David together. Yeah. Great yeah. chemistry. Really good. When they're like going up to the mothership. Right. And that's kind of like. Hilarious stuff Yes. Yeah. You're obsessed with the fat lady. Give it up with the fat lady. Yeah. Right. <laughs> It was so, yeah, organic and natural. So, right. do you, okay, if you remember off the top of your head, because there were some really good lines from this, but, like, what was your favorite quote? It can be butchered. Oh. You can cite what you think it was. <laughs> oh, well, I like David's friend who's in the in the uh, cable company building with him, right? Mm-hmm. His friend who's going hysterical. Mm-hmm. And I can't think of the guy's name. It was, this guy was a, fam- was a pretty popular character actor, and I think he's deceased, but... Anyway, he's the one that's going hysterical. Yes, that's correct. Yeah. Yeah. I've got to call my mother. Yeah. I've got to call my mother. That's really good. That's terrible. I've got to call my therapist. I've got to call my lawyer. I screw my lawyer. Yeah, you know, that guy. Yeah. As a former lawyer, I thought, I don't know, that one just kind of always made me laugh. Like, screw my lawyer. Yeah, you know? yeah. And he, yeah, because he's going hysterical. And then when he's, unfortunately, he dies. And when he's, you know, looking like, in the rearview mirror, he sees his car coming flying. And he's like, ah, crap. You know? Yeah. <laughs> what can you do? Right. What can you do? Yeah, and then uh, Boomer, the dog. So here's the other thing. We were talking about, like, they hit everything, right? So they have, like, the little kids that are adorable. Mm-hmm. So you've got to fall in love with them. And mm-hmm. then they've got a dog in there. Always, you you know, put a dog in everything. Who lives yeah. but then vanishes. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> like, that's right. True. They got he was there, though, like, I think at the, like, when they're sending them off to the, to the spaceship. Okay. Boomer's there. I didn't see him in the fire truck, so. Um, yeah, he was there. He okay. Was, he was there. Yeah, the dog. And then we also Boomer. said the, you have the nice little love things. You have a wedding. You have a death. Mm-hmm. Right. You have. They fit a lot <laughs> And it was a really long movie for that time. I think it was two hours and 25 minutes. Wow. Which is really long for like a 96 action movie. It is. But it doesn't feel long. 
There's so many storylines that if they hadn't had it that long, it wouldn't yeah. have made sense. It wouldn't have. I mean, it sort of doesn't make sense already. But, you know, I was trying to make... watch it to see if it held together. And I felt like it did, but it could just be because I have this like nostalgia of how wonderful it is. Yeah, it would be interesting, uh, Tipsy Nerds, if you haven't ever watched the movie before. If you, I don't know how it's possible. I mean, if you have cable TV, like it's on all the time. So, but if you happen to have never seen it before and you go watch it and you think that it sucks or it's just completely stupid, we want to hear from you. But we want you to have evidence of why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I don't know, it just feels like, I think that it hits you in the feels on, you know, like gets you with all of the different relationships so you care whether they die. Yeah. Because the aliens don't just blow everybody up on day one. They're building and building and building. Okay, so this is a question I have, and this is a dumb question, so hopefully one of you can answer it, because if not, I could have Googled it. But what is what is DEFCON 3? Because they were like, is this DEFCON 3? Yes, it's DEFCON 3. I and I feel like I've and seen like, that in what is every movie. Like, the most extreme circumstances and it's the re- reaction to yeah. that circumstance so that's a real thing that's not no, a hollywood a, thing no that is a real thing okay so defcon 3 i don't think is the highest alert but it is the like um the strategic command alert system for uh military preparedness and alert okay what's going on i wrote that down and i was like i should just google this but i'll ask i mean there's probably a more like technical answer. Yeah, like, I think our answer was really bad, but yeah, it's still. It's DEFCON 3 is used during tense military and political situations. Oh, right. But DEFCON 4 means heightened alertedness. So it's like, I don't know when you think there's a difference between the two. So wait, there's aliens and they didn't go to 4? I mean, yeah. Or DEFCON worst. <laughs> technical <laughs> term. <laughs> I need to stop the talking because I just. DEFCON, DEFCON 5 is. The lowest state of readiness. Also, DEFCON. Oh, DEFCON 1 is the worst. Oh, yeah. DEFCON 1 there. means Great. nuclear war is imminent. Well, I think this would be DEFCON 1. Yeah. This is DEFCON 1. Like, I'd rather have nuclear. But they didn't than know. Aliens. That was the thing. Well, they didn't know if they were going to get attacked right. at that point. They just said the welcome wagon. So that was like <laughs> a very, you know, close encounter of the third kind moment, right? Yeah. Which I love that about this movie. Because I remember seeing it at the time when it came out. You know, we had this very Spielbergian kind of like feel about alien movies where it's like, oh, the aliens are like E.T., phone home, you know, and they're cute and they're nice. And then along comes Independence Day and it's like, and they're they're going vicious. And they just blow the shit out of it. And it's like, oh, okay, well, shit, this is not good, you know? So it's like, that's kind of a clue. I feel like they should have left out the lights. Like, to me, if I don't, if I'm somebody new and I walk up and you're like, and I don't know maybe what flashing lights are and there's like, I'd be like, kill that. It's going to eat me. But if you just come up with no lights and you're just right. kind of a little thing. They were going to kill them anyway, though. That's true. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. They weren't really trying to hide that fact. Yeah. Yeah. I'm assuming the lights were some kind of like numerical code that was probably like, um, like a Fibonacci sequence or something where it was like a. You think they thought that deeply? <laughs> I like it. I like where well, you're going. Well, now I'll never think of anything else. No. I would have done that based on my other movie knowledge. It's true. They do, I like it. You know, but I'm not saying they did that, but like in reality, I think if they were going to. Yeah. Like Spielberg probably would have thought of that. He's a smart guy. But anyway, it's great, you know, because like I think this movie sort of changed things in that realm of what came before and then what comes after is if aliens are going to... Like, Will Smith is like, well, they didn't come nine billion miles. 
wants to come down here and start shit. Right. So, yeah, they yeah, they did. did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did. They want to eat us and take our resources. So yeah, you know, or kill us and take the resources. So yeah, that's exactly what they did. Yeah. And so it kind of changed like the whole genre of what we're going to do with aliens and they weren't going to be nice. Were movies right? post Independence Day less cheesy or more cheesy? Like, cause this was like borderline cheesy, but it was executed well enough. Like yeah. I watch a lot of nineties action movies and the dialogue is cringeworthy. And this had a few yeah. of that, but it, it was a few cringeworthy moments, but it yeah. was mostly you could like, you know, sit through it and not just want to pull your hair out. I don't know. Right. What came after this that was... I'm trying to think. Well, my one of my favorites is Contact. And okay. Contact comes yeah. after this, right? But that was Does less it? cheesy. I thought it so. Did it? I, I don't know. Because that was a serious movie. That was a very dramatic movie. Right? Yeah. Okay. It's a, Is it Jodie Foster? No. Yeah. yeah. It was okay. written by Carl Sagan and Andrew Ryan. Mm-hmm. The book. It was based on the book written by them. But um, what else? What other alien movies are? That one with... Tim Allen? Isn't there one with Tim Allen and he's running around on Mars? Really? And with uh, movie stars? Galaxy Quest? Galaxy Quest. Is that <laughs> it? I don't know if my description was accurate, <laughs> but I think... Uh, wow. But I, I don't think it was that. good. I don't yeah. think... I think it was, it was, like, so bad it was good. It was bad amazing. Ma- bad amazing. Yeah. Well, there was this one with William Hurt. A uh, Starman? No. But that, I don't know when that was. But it's funny because in this movie... When the cable's all messing up, someone's on the in the call center there saying, I know you want to watch your X-Files. You know, we're yeah. trying to get it back up. I'm like, so it was kind of funny how they call, you know, it is like part of that whole period of time. Right. There was a shout out. Right. I know for me, I mean, I loved the X-Files and I loved this movie. And just, and of course, I wrote, then wrote a movie book series. It's kind of like an homage to all of that. Right. My love of that stuff. And, you know, aliens. And Anything stuff. aliens I'm down for. Yeah. I will watch anything. I would say this is my favorite alien movie out there. Oh, Mars Attacks. Mars Attacks. cheesy as shit, but it's funny cheesy. Yeah. Like they're, they're, because it's Tim Burton, it's right? In, it's, yeah, it's tongue-in-cheek. It's intentionally right. kind right. of. And kind of making fun of the genre and making fun of itself. But would you, do you like that better than Independence Day? No. Do you think this is your favorite alien movie? Um. Since we can't well, think of any others. Contact, <laughs> no. Yes. Contact I think, is my all-time okay. favorite sci-fi spacey kind of movie like that let's say extra anything that has to do with life outside of earth counts in what i'm talking mm-hmm. about like interstellar that's pretty that, good that's pretty good what is the one with amy is it amy adams where she is the linguist this is a fairly recent movie I haven't seen it. and the obelisks things oh. are on earth not superman no <laughs> um i know what you're talking about yeah and it's like a one word mm-hmm. movie this is terrible. Let's have a podcast and talk about things, but not be able to name them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is just one whole podcast where we're drinking and we don't remember the name of anything we're talking about. Right. I want to talk about, but that I that was a really good one. But I don't know, you know, Independence Day is just there's something about it that you can watch over and mm-hmm. over again. Yeah. Arrival. 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 Yes. That one's more slow and serious mm. than, but it's good. <clears throat> have you seen it? I don't know. You should see. If so it. it's blended. It's really, it's really fascinating because it's it's more it's more like good sci-fi in terms of they can't communicate with these aliens, you know, because like aliens come here and we're like, like we Robin and I were watching Independence Day and we're like, oh, he they can't do anything with their communication with these people, mm-hmm. these aliens. But they can communicate with their computer system. With the nineteen ninety six. There we go. Laptop. There we go. There's the plot hole that I yeah. forgot to say. Yeah. Yeah, on the way up here, we were talking about that and how just 
outlandish that notion is. That just would, that, right. it, that just doesn't work. I don't care who you are. Right. Even if you know nothing about computers. Right. You know. But you don't create a virus for an alien spaceship in 15 minutes. And then no. deliver, and then know how to connect your little like 1996 right. PC to the alien mothership. Right. right. No. Right. No. And uploading virus. Yeah. Uh-huh. To what? And he's, <laughs> and he's got the Jolly Roger. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah. It's just kind of funny. Yeah. But so in um, Arrival, they kind of really tackle this issue because the aliens come, and we are our military, of course, thinks that they mean harm because mm-hmm. they've watched Independence Day. Right. <laughs> like, oh no fuck us up and then but we can't communicate with them at all mm-hmm. we have zero ability to communicate with them and so it's really cool because on the one level it's dealing with you know we, we don't know that aliens are going to come here we're going to have any ability to communicate with them mm-hmm. at all and they're trying all these different things they're bringing all these linguists and stuff and time is sort of running out where tensions are building and it's up to the linguist amy adams character to try it because she's starting to feel like they're not here to do us harm. They're here to help us. Mm-hmm. But if only we can communicate with them. Right. But it also is kind of interesting because it brings in that whole concept of, in terms of Earth, mm-hmm. not dealing with aliens, but dealing with the other on Earth, like other countries. Mm-hmm. That if only we would learn to communicate yeah. with each other and not lead with guns. Well, and, and that, that immediately takes my mind to Ender's Game. When yes. there's the quote between Ender and Graf, and Graf's basically, again, I'm going to butcher this, but Graf's basically like, well, we have to kill them because we can't communicate with them, and so they might harm us. And Ender's like, release of the the only reason we're killing people is because we can't communicate with them. And I feel like that was a very like poignant and right. sad fact about the world mm-hmm. is, right. you know, aliens are oftentimes just a metaphor for people who are different and yeah. mm-hmm. not to take it down to a really sad level. <laughs> I think that's exactly yeah. what it is, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah, one day I was on Twitter, somebody was saying something about... Um, they, I think it was, they were talking about a, a kid in school who wanted to read, like, I don't know, comics or graphic novels or something. And the teacher was like, no, you have to read, like, literary fiction. And, mm-hmm. and we talked about this before on our show. But it was like, hello, do you not understand that, like, basically all sci-fi is metaphor? Like, right. All, all of it. All fantasy fiction, all sci-fi is metaphor for other stuff. I think, and that's one of the reasons why we wanted to do this show is because most of the time book clubs and high quality literature, uh, you don't think of science fiction fantasy. I do, but like they, whoever they are, don't. And I think one of the things that frustrated us is that sci-fi fantasy tells the exact same stories as these other works. It's just wrapped up in in a metaphor and in a means that is to me, somehow more accessible because it's, it's interesting. And I think it makes you think more than the ones who just lay it out for you. Right. I agree. But it's, it's more subliminal. Yeah. But like, I mean, biblical text is written the way it's written because mm-hmm. that's how it hits. That's how human beings take in information. Absolutely. If it was straightforward, not told in story form, we wouldn't still be talking about it 2000 years later. Nope. So that's how human beings learn. It's how we grow. And so there's never been a better time for sci-fi and fantasy Woo! in our world. <laughs> Cheers. 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 Clinking all the way It's hard to clink plastic. So, you know, there are lessons even in Independence Day. It, it, like, it comes off as like a cheesy 90s, you know, action sci-fi movie. And it is. You can, but there's also like, there's a message in there. Yeah. 
And I think it's I think it's cool that your husband watches it every Fourth of July. Right. And I, I think it's do. yeah, I think but it's good they play it. Shit about the message. He's watching it for the show. <laughs> 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 He's watching it for the. I'm ready to go whoop ET's ass. Yeah, exactly. It's a great old. Oh, that was gonna be yeah. That was my favorite line. Um, oh oh oh! One of my favorite scenes though is Will Smith when he's. You know, he's lost his best friend in this in this firefight, you know, and the alien ship, he ejects from his ship and the alien ship comes up in the desert. And so he's walking over there and he's all pissed off because he was just supposed to be at a barbecue. And he's like, I could have been at a barbecue. Yeah, and he's yeah. like kicking the shit out of the alien. And it's like, what's that smell? You know, and then he smokes a cigar. Yeah. And it's classic Will Smith, but it's good. It yeah. That scene was on and my boyfriend walked in the room and I had to pause it because I was like, you can't interrupt this scene. Yeah. You do whatever you got to do, and then you got to go. Right. So I can finish this with my Will Smith. And, not, yes. and yeah, you can't miss, like, the with your dreadlocks hanging out. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. We Oh, real quick. Well, because sometimes we forget to announce this at the beginning. We've got a drink that goes with this episode that we are oh. calling Welcome to Earth after that particular scene because the alien, like, he looks at the alien, it, like, pops up and wakes up, and he says, Welcome to Earth, and he punches it in the face. <laughs> and so we've named this. We've got a... a Three-layered shooter again, uh, red, white, and blue. We'll have pictures and recipes online. We're drinking wine right now because, you know, we can't just sip, like, hard liquor. (laughs) But if you want a patriotic shooter called Welcome to Earth, and you can imagine Will Smith punching an alien in the face, go to our social media. Yeah, and our website, and and check that out. It'd be fun to serve to your friends Mm -hmm. on Independence Day. Welcome to Earth, pow! Yeah, Punch if you like. I'm not doing to you. You know, you, you might want to avoid jail time, so don't punch <laughs> your friends. But, yeah, you know. Yeah, depends on who you're having over. I guess it's true. <laughs> I feel like everybody should be watching this movie on the Fourth of July. Yeah, like everyone mm-hmm. it should yeah. just be a thing. And I love how they did. They did a good job of including the whole world, mm-hmm. which is hard to do. You know, because sometimes in a movie, you know, you you have limited time or in a book, and you're trying to set the scene and show the whole thing. But they did a good job of at least bringing in different areas of the country, yeah. of the world, I mean, and showing that it wasn't just Earth, or um, just Earth. It wasn't just America. Right. Yeah. Like, the whole world was affected. Well, they finally got the battle plan, and then they would, like, flash to the different, oh, you, did you hear right. this? We need to set this up, or whatever else. Right. Like, they did a good job with that, I think. And they included that, and that's, again, I think, like you were saying, Shannon, why they should show this every 4th of July, and everybody should watch it, because... You know, we love the 4th of July here in the United States. and But this message goes beyond that. It goes to that worldwide level. And so it's like, you know, it's great that we're proud of ourselves and what we do. But I think, you know, if your mindset is this bigger thing of like, yes, like, let's include the whole world mm-hmm. as this team. Like, we're all on the same team. Right. Not that we have aliens coming after us. But I don't know. I really, to me, when all the different countries were getting their messages and they're like, oh, yeah, we're finally doing mm-hmm. this. We're going to join forces Again, that stuff just makes me so emotional. But I, I, I get a, I get better meaning out of things the more people who are included in the plan. And so it's like this is celebrating America, but it's also kind of celebrating humanity. Right. We share a planet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A really small. Speaking of which, I love that Jeff Goldblum in 1996 was recycling, <laughs> like, and, the, and that like caring about the environment was right. like a focal point of this book. So right. It was kind of funny though. Because he's like, my God in heaven, what's going on here? And he's got this always throwing a tin can. It's like aliens are getting ready to go attack the planet and he's worried about the tin can. So it's kind of funny, but. Yeah. 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 He was a little over, you know, he was a little over his recycling. Yeah, the scene where he's in the car with his dad driving to DC. I love that scene. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know, so you're just like 
a cable repair guy. Yeah. <laughs> when he's okay. triangulating the location of his ex-wife. He's like, why you can do that? Oh yeah, all cable repairmen can do that, Dad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I swear my daughter and I can have that conversation. That would be me someday. Mm-hmm. And she'll be like, drive. And I'm like, I am. She's like, go faster. I (laughs) can see us having that that argument, that conversation. And and her doing some amazing. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. You know, I don't know. You're competent. (laughs) Right. It will be shocking. But someday she probably, (laughs) we hope. (laughs) Yeah. One can dream. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, so, yeah. Everyone should watch Independence Day. Mm -hmm. If you haven't before. Make yourself a sh- some shooters and watch it together. And, you know, then let us know what you think. Yeah. Tell us your Independence Day stories. Like, I think that's a good question. Like, so for, I think for our closing question on this one, because we all, right, have this kind of sentimental connection to it of like when we saw it or, you know, I've used the president's speech as inspiration or Natalie always cries when the, the president and his daughter hold hands. And what does this movie mean to you? Or do you think it's just complete... Bullshit. <laughs> like, what is it like? What is the sentimental thing about this that makes right. you watch it every year or every other year? Or right. Shannon, the last four minutes every time it comes on TV. What right. is it that draws you to this over and over again? Yeah, we want to hear from you. So go to tipsynerdsbookclub.com. You can drop comments on our website. You can visit us at Tipsy Nerds Book Club on Facebook, mm-hmm. Tipsy Nerds Book Club on Instagram, or Tipsy Nerds BC on Twitter. And uh, we do respond to all the comments and queries and questions and drink suggestions. Concerns. (laughs) Yes. Drink concerns. Yeah. What do we do with complaints? We haven't had any, but if we did, we probably would just drink. Yeah. And just ignore it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, Shannon, we have had so much fun with you. We hope you'll come back and do it again sometime. Anytime. All right. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, we always love to have a third. Amazing. Yeah. 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 So... And cheers, everyone. Yeah, happy 4th of July. Happy Independence Day. And cheers. 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 Thank you for listening to the Tipsy Nerds Book Club podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, and share the fun with your friends and family. Love what you heard and want the fun to continue? Head over to Patreon and become a patron of the Tipsy Nerds podcast. We love our patrons. Want a recipe for a cocktail you heard here? You can find recipes as well as show notes, episode transcripts, and helpful links on our website, tipsynerdsbookclub.com. And as always, join us next week for a new episode of Libations and Geeking Out. Cheers.